Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. This series is brought to you by the Patreon supporters of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Thank you so much for your support. Now, I have two other podcasts and should note the Christmas programming going on there. First of all, over at the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, we are beginning our Christmas programming today at greatdetectives.net with the first two episodes of the Nick Shurn Matter, and we'll continue all the way through Christmas Day with uh, Christmas Detective Stories. You can also uh, check out all of the Christmas uh, Great Detectives of Old Time Radio episodes we've done over at christmasfeed.greatdetectives.net. In addition to that, I'm taking part in a round-robin Christmas crossover with three other old-time radio hosts. Yesterday, along with Andrew Rines and Vinny of I Love Old Time Radio, I appeared on Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio with Ron Eckelberger. Today, along with Vinny and Ron, I'm appearing on the Old Time Radio Westerns at otrwesterns.com. And tomorrow, along with Andrew and Ron, I'll appear on I Love Old Time Radio at iloveoldtimeradio.com. And of course, we also have our short-form podcast, The Old Time Radio Snack Wagon, at snackwagon.net, where we'll be playing three episodes this week. We already have one that was released on Monday, and we'll be back with more episodes tomorrow and Friday. You can check all that out at snackwagon.net. Well, now on to the first of our Christmas specials. Now, this program is less Christmassy per se and more something that was produced as a Christmas time benefit and then broadcast to U.S. troops overseas. This program was broadcast over the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service on Christmas Day 1956 as the Christmas Spectacular. The program was recorded on December 7, 1956 at the 43rd Annual Los Angeles Examiner Award Benefit at the Shriners Auditorium in Los Angeles. We'll hear a variety of acts over the next hour and 15 minutes, and we'll talk about them at the end. So here now is the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service Christmas Spectacular. From the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, California, the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service presents your annual Christmas Spectacular. And now, to start things rolling, here's your master of ceremony, the one, the only, Eddie Cantor! Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a joy to come here at the Los Angeles Examiner's Christmas Fund Benefit. I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to be any... I'm just happy to be. 
I feel good these days. It was only a little while ago. I was lying here at the Cedars of Lebanon Hospital. I was uh, quite sick. And uh, then you learn, you learn about your friends. I used to have, every day I used to have Groucho Marx and Jimmy Durante and Jerry Lewis and come up to see me and Jack, I'll never forget the day Jack Benny came up to see me. A doll, really. He brought up a basket of fruit. It was the biggest, must have cost $75. He let me have it for $37.50. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am about to introduce an act that's awfully good. They have been with Roy Rogers a good many years. They're probably one of the greatest singing quartets show business has ever known. Their records have sold into the millions. Been a big hit in nightclubs and pictures and television. I introduce now the Sons of the Pioneers. Here they are. Tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Lonely but free, I'll be found. Drifting along with the tumbling, Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening from the Sons of the Pioneers. We're very proud and happy to have been asked to appear on this wonderful program, and we sincerely hope that we'll contribute a little something to your evening's entertainment. <laughs> to start out with, we'd like to do a song that has been one of our most requested numbers for a long, long time. With your kind permission, we'd like to do The Mystery of His Way. This must be the mystery of his way. Then comes the glory morn, and bright new things are born. All this that I may see. And 
he will find a way to speak with you someday. requested number has been for a long, long time. We're very proud of this particular song because it was written by one of the sons of the pioneers, and our recording of it has sold well over five million copies. We sincerely appreciate you folks continuing to remember it and request it. All day I faced a barren waste without the taste of water. Dan and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water, water, Then can you see that big green tree where the water's running free and it's waiting there for me and you? The nights are cool and I'm a fool, each star's a pool of water. Cool water. But with the dawn I'll wake and yawn and carry on to water. The shadows sway and seem to say, tonight we pray for water. And way up there he'll hear our prayer and show us where there's water, cool, clear water. Keep a moving and don't you listen to him, Dan. He's the devil, not a man, and he spread the burning sand with water. Then can you see that big green tree where the water's running free and it's waiting there for me and you? Dan's feet are sore, he's yearning for just one thing more than water. Ooh, water. Like me, I guess he'd like to rest where there's no quest for water.
About three years ago, ladies and gentlemen, I went uh, to Europe on a vacation. And uh, when we were in Paris, uh, Ida and I went to the Follies Berger, and the Sons of the Pioneers uh, were playing in the show. They were the only Americans in the show, and the only ones who were fully uh, clothed. <laughs> the rest of the show, such nudity I have never seen in my whole... Here in the worst burlesque show on Main Street, they have a little over there, n nothing. Just, it was the most disgraceful. I saw the show seven times. I'm going again next summer. I still don't believe it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you a great American comedian, lovable, funny, He's going to be with us for a long, long time. We're going to be with you and your grandchildren, George Goebel. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm certainly very happy to be here, and I will do my best to entertain you for the next few minutes with this little swindle, this little act, rather, that I have. And I feel it's only fair to tell you before I start, it's not the best act in the world or anything like that, and I don't want anybody to get all excited. Uh, this act that I do, uh, well, see, I always have a little trouble getting started, is what it is. Once I get started, you know, then I can go, I mean, I talk a lot if I can, uh, sometimes I get to talking too much, and I know it too, you know, I... It's not that I talk too much, but sometimes I do get to broadcasting when I ought to be tuning in, is what I do. But uh, I'll tell you really why I'm a little worried tonight. I wanted to do real well, naturally every performer does, but I'm a little bit nervous because I haven't been feeling very well lately. I've had this, uh, it's not exactly a cold, but I had one of them air-conditioned rooms, you know, I was down south, and I'd come in out of the warm temperature, and... Uh, well, see, I got a hangover. That's what I got. That's what I know. And uh, I'll tell you the way it happened. It's not really my fault, but last night I bumped into some old friends, and they're the worst kind. <laughs> but I'll tell you really why I'm a little bit worried. Like I say, I wanted to do well, and I planned on singing for you, and I don't know whether you know it or not, but I play guitar, and I brought my guitar along, I was going to play that, but I don't think I'm going to be able to sing very well, and I'm not going to be able to play my guitar at all, and, uh, and I know what you're thinking, you know, you're saying, well, now, here's a fellow by his own admission, and uh, I made it home all right last night, now, you understand, I made it all the way home, and I'm just coming around the last corner, and some clown stepped on my fingers. So that's why I won't be able to play the guitar. But I don't want you to... I don't want you to get the idea now that... <laughs> She's going to pass out when I get to the funny part, you know? Uh, but I didn't... Uh... I didn't mean to get started talking about that because, like, I, didn't I tell you if I get started talking, there's no telling 
Well, I was going to tell you something else completely. I better tell you now before I get started talking here. And I really should, in here, uh, sing a song is what I should do, because this is really what you might call a sort of a, oh, you might call it a singing act that I do. You might call it a lot of things before I'm through, but that's what I call it, a singing act. I figure it's my act, I'll call it whatever I feel like calling it, you know, but if I'm going to call it a singing act, I ought to do some singing. And I do have one song here, like I said, I didn't bring my guitar, but I do have one song which I can have a talk over rehearsal with the piano player, and this is a song that I keep in the books. I don't get a chance to sing it too much anymore, to tell you the truth, but I just enjoy singing it. And the only reason I keep it in the books is so that I can get it out and sing it when I feel I'm amongst friends and anything I'm going to do is going to be all right or when things are going so bad that nothing's going to help anyway, you know, then I might get it. But the reason I like this song is when I first started doing an act, this was my finishing up song. This was my getaway number. And that's one of the things you learn in this business. You've got to have a good finish to an act. If you want to, you know, you should... Uh, see, and if you can sing, that helps a lot. And the way to do it, usually, I figure, is if you can sing a song where the last note is a real high, hard one, and you can kind of vibrate and change colors a little bit and stand like this, that's going to help quite a bit right there. And if you can do that and get the word Ireland in there, then uh, you practically got the game beat. And if you can do that and get the word mother in there also, then you're in like a porch climber. You just can't hardly miss and this song has all of those requisites. It's called That Old Irish Mother of Mine. And uh, this song starts out in a slow four tempo, sort of ad lib. And then at the chorus, it goes to a slow but very definite three-quarter time. goes like that. And uh, I do this song in the key of G. And the high note in the song is an A natural, which I sing in a full voice. And I finish up on a G natural, also in a full voice. You see, we keep nothing from you. <laughs> oh, and the thing that really sells a song is the ending, really. Matter of fact, a lot of times I just sing the ending. <laughs> this is going to be a long show tonight. It's kind of silly for me to sing the whole song as long as I've explained it to you, but it really does have a wonderful... And I wonder if I could get in someplace near the ending. I'd like to have you... Could you play a... I didn't come up here to be made sport of now. <laughs> She's that old Irish mother.
Now that is a cute guy. Is he cute? Is this something? This is something I'd like to bring home to my grandchildren for Christmas. You know, that gobel always looks to me like something that fell off a wedding cake. That's a doll. In Las Vegas, about three weeks ago, I very seldom uh, go up there because I'm busy down here. I usually put the money in an envelope and mail it in. You know, it's... <laughs> like, I bet few people notice there's a place called the Flamingo up there. You've been up to the Flamingo. And usually I sit around, you, you play a little bit, and I looked up... The only gambling place in the whole world with a biblical quotation on the ceiling. I noticed that. Very few people do. The Lord giveth and the flamingo taketh away. <laughs> in introducing Georgie Jessel, who goes back a good many years, I knew him when he was 11. Think of it. 11. He was with Gus Edwards and a cute kid. I've seen him through the years develop, not only as a performer, as an author, has several big books to his credit, as a producer, as a humanitarian. I don't know of anybody in show business today who has appeared at more banquets for more causes than Georgie. I don't know of anybody in this business who has traveled so many miles as Georgie has. It gives me a distinct pleasure to bring you what one of our presidents designated as the Toastmaster General of the United States, Georgie Jessel. introduction, and for a moment I thought I was dead. It's very interesting to speak here again at the Shrine Auditorium. I remember appearing the first night that this opened, in the year 1925, and it was remarkable to look backstage and look around this theater all these years later and not see one improvement in over 30 years in this place. I was very anxious to come here tonight to appear for this Wonderful examiner cause, so much so that in my anxiety to be on time, I was speeding, which is the wrong thing to do. And on Vermont, one of the local sham officers stopped the car to give me a ticket. And I suddenly remembered that in New York, where I have lived a major portion of my rather checkered career, I am a deputy sheriff. I was made so by a former mayor who is now in a different line of business altogether. But anyway... He made me a sheriff, so when this officer stopped me, I said, just a moment. You'll give me no ticket for speeding? I'm a sheriff, and I always carry my badge. I said, for just such an emergency, here's my badge. Well, if I could only tell you what he told me to do with this badge, and... <laughs> Seemed a shame, such a nice gold badge, you know. And with points yet, though. Anyway, <laughs> and now one of the great singing combinations of the Dinah Shaw show, the Skylarks. Come on, get it. <laughs> 
Last minute changes, the worries, the jitters. Suddenly they're all gone. Then the call boy yells, Skylark's only five minutes. And before you know it, you're on. Love me or leave me or let me be lonely. You won't believe me, but I love you only. I'd rather be lonely than happy with somebody else. You might find that nighttime's the right time for kissing, but nighttime is my time for just reminiscing, regretting instead of forgetting with somebody else. There'll be no one unless that someone is you. I intend to be independently blue. You love, but I don't want to borrow. You have to stay and give back tomorrow. My love is your love, there's no love for nobody else. <laughs> Because we're far apart Men, the moons have passed away And still she's in my heart We made a promise And sealed it with a kiss It was in a little Spanish town Twas on a night like this Senorita likes it every time I beat her. I whispered, Casita, Casita, que mancha la banda. And she sighed. See, see. As she sang a Latin song, oh, how he beat her with his bongo. with Hernando in a joint in San Fernando. We made a promise and sailed with a big fat kiss. 
was it Juarez? Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Who cares? We got kissed in a little Spanish town. Was that enough? Like this. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Another one and only St. Louis Blues. I hate to see that evening sun go down. I hate to see the sun go down. I hate to see that evening sun go down. I hate to see. Sun go down. Cause the man that I love, he went and left this town. He turned around and left this town. Feeling tomorrow, just like I'm feeling today. I'm feeling today just like he's feeling today back in my truck to make my getaway. Master of Ceremonies was a very well-known star, both in comedy and drama. He starred in, the, in an unforgettable picture about Newt Rockney. He has his own NBC TV network show, a real great, great guy, Pat O'Brien. Come on, Pat. 
Manny, how are you? Glad to see you. Thanks for being here at the Breakfast Club. This is wonderful. <laughs> uh, this time, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm between uh, uh, Jessel and Cantor, uh, Garnish and Helpin, you know. Here you go. Yeah, don't make a timid about the whole Geschäft. I've got to get home free now. Waiting this long, I'm sure that by this time you've been very anticipatory of the next artist, and uh, I've had the privilege of knowing him, never had the honor of introducing him before. But I'm sure that you've heard him on Mercury Records. This is the kind of a guy we call a triple threat man. He's the greatest. Dick Cantino! Come on, Richard!
Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's wonderful being here this evening with you. If I may, at this time, I'd like to do a little bit of one of my favorite types of music, and that's the blues. In doing the blues, I'd like to take you back to the street where the blues began. Manny. Here you go. Well, won't you come along with me Way down the Mississippi We'll take the boat to the land of dreams Cruise down the river down to New Orleans The band's there to meet us And there'll be old friends to greet us Where all the light and the dark folk meet This is the place they call it Basin Street Mm, Basin Street That's the street Where the elite always meet In New Orleans I mean the land of dreams You'll never know how nice it seems Or just how much it really means Glad to be Yes, sirree Where welcome's free And dear to me So I can lose Those Basin Street Blues Yeah And then we have the blues Your folks may have told you about Maybe even, maybe even your mama done told me. My mama done told me when I was in knee pants. My mama done told me, son. Well, a woman will sweet talk and she'll give you the big eye. But when that sweet talking's done, well, a woman's a two-faced A worrisome thing who'll leave you to sing the blues in the night From Natchez to Mobile, from Memphis to St. Joe Wherever the four winds blow Well, I've heard me some big talk And I've been to some big towns But there is one thing I know And that's a woman's a two-faced a worry something will leave you to sing the blues in the night. Oh.
getting a little tired and I know the show is good. But I'll tell you one quick story about him. He was at uh, school the other day and they asked him all to bring in a composition about careful driving because that's the thing we're stressing so much now. And the uh, boy that brought in the shortest composition on careful driving would get a prize. He brought it in, brought it home, showed it to his mother. She looked at it, passed it to me down at the table. I read it and I said, you pass this in, it'll throw you right out of school. Well, I said they wanted a short composition on careful driving and this is what he wrote. Drive carefully don't hit a child, wait for a teacher. That's what he wrote. That's the whole thing. <laughs> How about that Cantino? Wasn't he something? Oh, boy. Well, now you know how you applauded before, and these people that you heard a while ago, and you won't even let me come back, and I realize your great enthusiasm because I was doing the same thing backstage. Sometimes it's not as easy to introduce a friend because he's so loaded with talent because of your close association with him. So, if the inadequacy of words presents itself to me tonight, you'll understand this fellow's a pal of mine. But millions of people have listened to him, and so naturally, he garners millions of more people as the years go on. Here's a fellow that's equipped with talent that's only God-given. He's opening Las Vegas next week. I happened to be with him the other night when he fractured everybody. And that's particular a talent of his because it's instinctive with him. He has a talent and a great colloquial personality and a charm. You talk about triple threats, he has it. As I said when I introduced him the other night, this fellow not only sings a song, he attacks it. When you have that kind of charm and that kind of talent, brother, you're home free. By this time, you wonder who he is, but I guess you've guessed. It's my friend and one of my great talented pals, Tony Martin! Come on. Wonderful, marvelous, that you should care for me. Awful nice paradise, what I like to see. You've made my life so marvelous, you can't blame me for feeling amorous. You're wonderful, marvelous, that's what I like to say. 
what I like to say. Awful nice paradise, what I like to see. You've made my life so glamorous. You can't blame me for feeling glamorous. You're wonderful, marvelous. That you should care, that you should care, that you should care for me. Thank you very much. I just want to say I'm proud to be on this wonderful show tonight. And once again, to be here for the wonderful work the Los Angeles Examiner does. For Dave Brandeman, just a couple of songs. And then I want to go backstage and watch the wonderful performers who follow. And if I may, I'd like to dedicate this next number to all of you guys overseas. This is more or less my way of wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Pleases me in a hundred ways. 
pants. So put on your bonnet, your cape, and your gloves, and come with me. You've been a wonderful audience, and as I said before, and I don't want to be repetitious, but the evening is waning, and you've been so wonderfully attentive and responsive, and believe me now, it is most pertinent that the man comes out who has done so much work to, you know, the great work in a show like this, outside of your wonderful selves coming and contributing to see it, because you know what a great cause, and for what a great cause it is, and that's why you're here, and despite the entertainment, and despite those of us who are back at the footlights, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, you are the important ones because you've been here cognizant and aware of the fact what a great cause it is. And now, incidentally, may I say this with all the firmness of my voice, this, I, only, I only wish that I could throw it into all the phraseology I'd like to. But boys, wherever you are, boys and girls, your Red Cross nurses, but you guys and gals in uniform, a wonderful Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May God sleep on your pillow and God keep his arms around you. Come on home, because the Statue of Liberty, believe me, the torch is on for you, and we'll be waiting for you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The man who has to get this thing together, who has to assemble this whole show, and get these various stars, these various entertainers, these great artists, to be here tonight, and probably having other assignments and commitments to be here for you and for the cause, this is the man who, believe me, Deserves all of your encomiums, all your accolades, and all your great tributes of praise. And here he is, and you see him on Strictly Informal. You know his television show. And come on, let's hear from you about the guy that has brought the show together, Larry Finley. Now, come on, let's hear it. Come on. Up with it. Thank you, Pat. Pat O'Brien, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Pat. Well, hi there, friends, and uh, welcome. We're getting into the final segment of the show. We have so much entertainment that we're going to keep our remarks a little bit on the short side, but I have, all, I have a question to ask all of you folks right now. Do you trust your wife? How many of you folks see that show? Well, let's bring them on. Edgar Bergen. Edgar, come on in. Look at them. Look at their faces. Yeah, what a mess, huh? No, 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 no. No, I should say not. They're wonderful people. Now, those are great faces. They are? Yes. Uh, where, where are you looking, Bergen? I'm looking all over here. Why, what you see in those faces, Charlie, that is character. Is that what that stuff is? Yes. I thought it was an old bicycle scar. No, 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 no. Uh, these good people have bought tickets to come here to help us raise money for this Christmas fund. I can honestly say that we have the cream of Los Angeles society here tonight. Oh, so this is the cream, is it? Yes. I think it's curdled a little up there. Up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks a little cheesy from here. Now, now, please, please. 
That's a nice way to treat the people. The first thing you do when you come out here is to insult them. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time we make an appearance, you manage to say something or do something to embarrass me. I'm reliable. Yes, you are. Yes. It seems that if you have your choice between right and wrong, you will invariably take the wrong road. Well, that's the way the gang goes. Yeah, I know. Every time you take the wrong road, the devil laughs. Must you drag my friends into this argument? All right, I won't. Yeah. I tell you, Charlie, your philosophy is a little bow-legged. Yeah. And speaking of philosophy, did I ever tell you the story of Socrates? No, you never did. I've been lucky so far. Yes, yes. I will tell it now. Well, that louses up the whole night. No, 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 no. Socrates was the son of a stonecutter. Watch your language. All right, all right. Yes. If you can't be clever, there's no need to be vulgar. All right, all right. And for a while, Socrates practiced the trade of his father. His father was a stonecutter. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so as I say, Socrates followed this trade. He was a chiseler off the old block. Yes, he was. But then he gave up work so he could spend his days in thought, in meditation. He became a thinker. He didn't work. He just thought. He became a bum. No, he didn't. Not working, he had little or no money. Well, it serves him right. Yeah. You don't have to be very smart to figure that out. No, no. Well, he went on thinking and studying, little knowing that someday he would be immortal. Oh, well, it isn't once in a while. What's that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I thought you said immoral. I didn't say that, no. Well, the answer is still who isn't once in a while. All right, yes. He studied and he accumulated knowledge. Yes. Yes. And when he was 40 years old, he married a 20-year-old red-headed girl. Now we find out what he's been thinking about. Yes. <laughs> There's a happy one. <laughs> she sat on her hat. Yes, all right, all right. There's... <laughs> All right, where's the egg? All right, yeah. <laughs> Let her go. <laughs> Maybe he's got a skinny knee. All right, all right. Now, to go on with the story... His wife's name was Xantippe. Whose wife? I don't know. Socrates. Oh, yeah. Yes. And she had a fiery disposition. I could say that she was his exact opposite. Well, let's hope so. Yes, all right. <laughs> but uh, I would like to get to the point of the story. Oh, it has a point. Oh, yeah. Oh. We're in luck. Yes. And this is the, this is the motto, the moral. Well, don't point. All right, I won't. Yes, the moral of the story is... Take your hands out of your pocket. It's all right, yeah. The moral of the story is... Don't scratch. I'm not... all. Oh, no, not there. Well, uh, the politicians of Greece became jealous. They threw Socrates in jail, and they made him drink the hemlock. Yeah? Poison? Yes, poison. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. Hemlock on the rocks. It's a tough one. Yes, yes. He drank the hemlock and so died the greatest philosopher that the world has ever known. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so what else is new? Well, that's about all, you see. <laughs> yeah.
smile at the folks over here? Could you smile at the folks up there? No, no, it's too far. I see. Well, now, can't you be just a little more sexy? No, no. I'm not sexy. You're not sexy. Good looking, maybe, but not sexy. All right. Well. Well, how are things on the farm, Mortimer? Well, they're going along all right. Yeah. Yeah, there's always something going on. Yes. You still live on the farm with Grandpa? Yeah, yeah. So it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Is your mother living yet? No, not yet. No, not yet. I see. No. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. Well, um,. Uh, Tell me, uh, what is new on the farm lately? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the stork visited the barn. The stork? Yeah. Did your cow calf? No. My pig, uh, pigged. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> she had 13 babies. Oh. She must be a proud mother, 13 babies. Well, she's embarrassed. Oh. She can only set places for 12. Oh, I... <laughs> She needs another button. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't geared for that kind of production. No, 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 no. Well, this I must say, Mortimer. Yeah. You have given us no information at all. Well, I tried. Yeah. You know, you're not a very fine example of a brilliant mind. Oh, I keep my head on it. Don't show. No. How can you be so stupid? Well, it ain't easy. I'll tell you that. No. It's the company I keep, chum. Yeah, thank you. Well, good night and thank you. Good night. Edgar Bergen. Edgar Bergen, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, we'd love to have him do more, but we have so much show, and right now we want to bring out a wonderful young singing star. You've seen her in the show State of the Union in the Willie TV series. She just returned from London where she was most successful in a wonderful nightclub act. Let's welcome June Havoc. Let's bring her out. June Havoc, ladies and gentlemen. Junie, come on. Here she is. Here she is. I'm here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hiya. Close our eyes. We're in Joe's bar room, and I hear music.
It's a quarter to three No one in the place Except you and me So set them up, Joe, because <laughs> I got a little story You just gotta know Yeah <laughs> you see, we are drinking, my friend, to the end of what you might call a, a brief episode. Give me one for my baby, one more for the road. I got the routine Put another nickel In that machine I'm feeling so bad I hope you make the music Dreamy and sad Oh, I could tell you a lot <laughs> But you see, a lady She's got to be true to a code <laughs> True to a code Give me one for my baby one more for the road. Now you may not know it, but me, buddy, me, I'm a, I'm a kind of poet. Yeah, I got a lot of things I gotta say. And when I'm gloomy, somebody's simply gotta listen to me till I'm all talked with. That's how it goes, huh? Joe, I see you're getting anxious to close. Well, I'd like to thank you for the cheer. Geez, I hope you didn't mind me sitting here and bending your ear. But you see, this, this torch that I've found, it's just got to be drowned or it soon will explode. That long and lonely road. 
terrific. Wasn't she wonderful, ladies and gentlemen? Well, as they say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's bring out Mr. Black Magic himself, that old Black Magic man, Billy Daniels. Let's bring him out, Billy. Where is he? Here he is. Ah, there he is. Come on, let's give him a nice hand, Billy Daniels. I don't care if the sun don't shine, get my loving in the evening time. When I meet my baby, I don't need no sun around. I get started when the sun goes down. And I meet my baby, well, that's when we kiss and kiss and kiss, then we kiss some more. Don't ask me how many times we kissed At a time like this now, who keeps going? I don't care if the sun don't shine I get my loving in the evening time When I go and meet my baby That's when we kiss and kiss and kiss and kiss and then we kiss some more. Don't ask me how many times we kissed at a time like this now. Who keeps going? I don't care if the sun don't shine. I get my loving in the evening time. When I We just come back from a wonderful tour of England. One of the songs we learned over there is a beautiful song. I like it very much. Called Walk Hand in Hand with Me. a symphony of perfect harmony when lovers such as we walk hand in hand so be not afraid With you all the while, lift your head up high and look toward the sky. Walk hand in hand with me. This is our destiny. No greater love could be Walk hand in hand Yes, walk with me 
Well, this is Larry Finley here at the Examiner Christmas Benefit Show here in Los Angeles. And to all you guys and gals here and overseas, we want to say Merry, Merry Christmas. Preceding Christmas program has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Welcome back. It's worth noting that there was quite a bit more to the Benefit Show than we heard. I found an eBay auction for a program from the Benefit Show, and it included a list of the celebrities who appeared and performed, and there were a lot that we didn't hear, including Johnny Carson, Jane Mansfield, and Dinah Shore. Something like this probably went on for, you know, two and a half or three hours. If you're a fan of the golden age of radio, it's worth noting that Cantor, known as the Apostle of Pep, is a bit more subdued than many people might be used to. He'd slowed down in his career after a heart attack in 1952. Although he was still doing television guest appearances and would eventually record a short radio series in the early 1960s. We'll actually be featuring a Cantor recording from 1923 on our New Year's production of the Old Time Radio Snack Wagon. We have so much of Cantor's work recorded, and it may be one of the more interesting bodies of work in how he changes from being a more edgy comic in his younger days to becoming this sort of elder statesman towards the end of his career. A big network television special would air about a month after the event in honor of Cantor's 65th birthday. Of course, even if Cantor wasn't in top form, he could still work in a Jack Benny is cheap joke like nobody's business. There were so many performances and from a cross-section with not only well-known Hollywood acts, but also some people who would have a solid reputation in Vegas. My favorite musical act of the night had to be the Sons of the Pioneers. The mystery of his ways 
is not a song I'd heard before, but it's beautiful, and who doesn't like Cool Waters? Of course, you have to love the classic Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy material, which you could tell was edited down. I could have really used more of that. But it has to be said, if there's ever a distinguished group of citizens assembled, it's always appropriate to have Charlie McCarthy insult them. Uh, these events, uh, in terms of the Christmas benefits, were really big attractions. I found a blog post based on the 1925 program, which did seem to be a major to-do. Uh, in 1915, Jess Willard, the heavyweight champion of the world, agreed to do a certain number of rounds of boxing as part of that year's benefit. Uh, throughout the 1950s, big stars appeared at these events, including Martin and Lewis, Bob Hope, Jack Benny, and Marilyn Monroe. I can't find a record of the event being held after 1960, so it lasted at least 47 years, and all the various acts and performances were only witnessed by the wealthy patrons who could afford to uh, attend the event. So this radio broadcast is interesting for that reason alone. It also makes me wonder if there were similar AFRS or AFRTS broadcasts of other years' events. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed this unique bit of radio programming. Now, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Now, we've not traditionally done that on the amazing world of radio, but there's no good reason not to. And this is a program that wouldn't exist in the first place without Patreon support. So, I do want to go ahead and thank Christine. Christine has been one of our Patreon supporters since July. 2020, currently supporting the podcast at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Christine. And that will actually do it for today. Remember, our Christmas programming does continue on the great detectives of old-time radio and the old-time radio snack wagon. And tomorrow, I will be appearing on I Love Old-Time Radio as part of our round-robin Christmas crossover. So check that out at iloveoldtimeradio.com. We will be back on Thursday with our next Christmas special of three. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.